When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But if you caught the Super Bowl yesterday in Phoenix, Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes lifted the Lombardi Trophy for the second time in four years. They had to claw back a 10-point halftime deficit, but they did so late in the game to claim the victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. And joining us to talk about it from ESPN Australia and New Zealand, host of the NFL Brekkie Show, Laurie Horish. Welcome back into the program and thank you so much for your time, Laurie. How did you rate that Super Bowl? Because it's being called an instant classic. So how do you compare that to others? It's an absolute bell ringer, a phenomenal Super Bowl, mm. and it's a pleasure to be joining you guys again. Look, this was, I, th- I think a lot of people think modern great Super Bowls, and one that instantly comes to mind is the Atlanta Falcons and the New England Patriots, the 28-3 to comeback by uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots in that second half. But for me, that game was kind of, it was two shellackings in one contest. You know, the, 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 the Falcons dominated the first half and the Patriots dominated the second half. This was two bona fide number one seeds just throwing hammer blows back and forth at each other. Uh, it was two teams at their best. I know there's like 73 points scored and you go, well, how did the defense really turn up? Yes, it was good defensive showings from both of those teams at times um, to, you know, stall drives, to get stops, to force field goals, which was so pivotal in this game. Um, but uh, look, it was 58 minutes of the best Super Bowl action I've ever seen. And we do get some drama in the end, in the final two minutes. I'm very aware uh, who I'm speaking to right now. Um, and I will say, <laughs> was I was I a little bit brought to a familiarity with the Bledisloe encounter earlier or in, in 2022? It was this phenomenal game of modern rugby. And then we had some refereeing controversy right at the end between our two lovely countries, perhaps. Uh, but this was an instant classic and it's two... Talk about these two quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. The first yeah. time two black quarterbacks faced off in the Super Bowl and both playing at their absolute pinnacle. In my opinion, it's the best game I've seen Jalen Hurts play, particularly as a passer, particularly when he's under pressure. And for Patrick Mahomes, the second half, 13 out of 14, uh, the one incompletion he had uh, in the second half was a throwaway out the back of the end zone and they scored a touchdown the next play. He was simply perfect, running on that dodgy, you know, high ankle sprain, some huge rushes from him, clinical performance. Four drives in the second half, four scoring drives. They were not stopped. The Eagles' defense could did not have an answer to him, but his creativity and his poison accuracy in the pocket, it was football of the highest order. So, yes, definitely an instant classic. And he's still a youngster. Unbelievable. <laughs> and we, we will, 27 we will, some, years old. I was going to say, you yeah. mentioned 27. Like, like where will, where's this guy going to end up? Like, there's obviously the stat that he's the fifth player in history to win two MVP mm. and two Super Bowl rings. I mean, at 27, which is as we've seen from Mr. Brady, it's pretty young now for a quarterback. Where, where could Patrick Mahomes end up? Quite frankly, he could end up as the greatest of all time. I know we've wow. only just had kind of Brady take over yes. most people's mantle. He sits at the top. And before that, you know, for much of Brady's career, you know, it was him and Peyton Manning. Um, and Peyton Manning for a long time led a lot of statistical categories. And then we've had Aaron Rodgers come along and who's played the, the position at a level that, Whilst he does, he's not decorated as either of those two. He, he has the one Super Bowl victory and the one Super Bowl appearance. He's played the position at such a high level. And before that, obviously, we're talking Joe Montana and four Super Bowl appearances, four rings, and he was the greatest of all time for a, for a period. But 
Patrick Mahomes, what he's done, you mentioned five seasons as a starting quarterback, five AFC championship appearances, two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs, two MVPs. We've got passing yardage titles, passing touchdown, total touchdown yardage, uh, sorry, total touchdown leadership in seasons. He's been the centerpiece of it throughout the whole thing, though. From day dot, from the first day he was he, he got that starting job, he has been the centerpiece of this prolific Chiefs operation. He's been the best in the game at what he does, which even for a Tom Brady, who won a couple of Super Bowl rings very early on, he was not the centerpiece. Those early, The first two Super Bowls in particular, you're looking at very good defensive performances, not a lot of massive offensive output, not a lot of passing completions or passing attempts. A different era to a degree in, in football, but it's not that far removed from where we are today. Someone like Ben Roethlisberger, who also had early Super Bowl success, a couple of Super Bowl rings early on, again, buoyed by... Uh, a phenomenal defense. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger won a Super Bowl completing less than 10 passing attempts, um, if my memory recalls correctly. So just such a different tier of performance. He is at a level where he's been an MVP candidate since he first entered the league. We've never seen anything like this. And for someone who grew up lucky enough, despite being born in 88, to have a dad that had me watching Michael Jordan live in his prime in the 90s and had me watching Tiger Woods in the late 90s and early 2000s, Look, I'm not saying he's either one of those, but I'm also saying don't ignore that level of greatness when it's playing out right wow. in front of you. Don't wait till it's year 15 to look back and go, wow, that's what I watched. Really open your eyes and have a look at what's playing out on screen today. Crazy comparisons and definitely something for us to to take note of. Laurie, there were so many amazing stories in the lead up to, to that game and uh, you see so many great moments as well. Do you have a favourite moment from the Super Bowl yesterday? Can I say, Rihanna? Um, I, uh, <laughs> Did I you love that? I love that performance. I mean, you didn't want to speculate in the moment. We know in the media we don't talk about, you know, if someone is, yes. is we don't try and out someone as having pregnant before we have confirmation, but then the agency and her representation comes out and confirms it immediately after. For her to be, you know, to put on that level of performance on any day of the week was unbelievable. Yes, there's a backing track. They all have backing tracks at times. She's also singing throughout. Um, the, the setting, the lighting, the setup, it was phenomenal. Then throw in the fact that she's pregnant, then throw in the fact that she's cabled into the back of that platform oh, at times. I thought it was a, how amazing. How did that a work? I want to know the... how that was floating. Uh, look, to be fair, I've spent more time in kind of the uh, football analytics and the uh, pyrotechnics <laughs> department and, the, uh, and the, <laughs> the mechanics that go into, you know, uh, those cables at that level. But it was something that visually it was something that you've never seen and then, you know, when it comes yeah. to the what we experienced in over the, the sound waves, I mean, we're just reminded a ridiculous catalogue of music that she has, um, a phenomenal performance. But as for something on the field, I think my favourite moment, I the back-to-back touchdowns that the Chiefs scored late in that game, um, where they ran, it, one was to Kadarius Tony, and then the other was to rookie Sky Moore. And it was the fake where they, they had a guy screaming across the formation, it was a fake, and then he ran back out to the sideline, he was wide open and Mahomes hit him. They flipped that play once they did it to Tony. Then the coaching staff, Andy Reid, that's the genius of him, gets down in position and goes, you know what? Let's do the same thing but run it to the other side of the field. That type of creativity and craftsmanship as an offensive brain was so satisfying. And it really was a culmination moment. It was his Andy Reid, who for so long was an offensive genius and one of the great minds in the league without having Super Bowl success. Yes, he's already won one ring, but this was really a showcase for his game planning, his work with Patrick Mahomes playing out against a very good defense in the biggest moment. Now, mate, where does, where does this leave Philly? Because for us who sort of really started to doll in on the NFL probably a month out from here, we were told that Philadelphia, they, they're going to get this. This is their title to win. 
will it be a massive setback? And, and I guess, what are they waking up to this morning? You talk about the performance from uh, from Hertz. Jeez, you don't want to put in a performance like that when you're not not winning it in the end, are you? No, it hurt. It, you, you don't want to make any bad puns with the name Hertz. There's some pain this morning <laughs> when they wake up. Of course, there's some heartache there. Um, but what they got from Jalen Hurts, I mean, him taking his level of play, and he had the moment, the fumble that was costly, the touchdown from Nick Bolton, who was the defensive MVP of the game um, for any of the players out there, number 32 of Kansas City. But look, he had that moment, but he took his game, particularly as a passer, to a, a really impressive level. So they know that they've got their man going forward. They'll get into contact, contract negotiations. Um, they have some free agents that are leaving, but they've done a really good job drafting behind to have kind of heir apparent to some of these key positions where players are aging out of the roster or they are hitting free agency. They also have, you know, immense amounts of draft capital because their general manager, Howie Roseman, has done a great job dealing and he's put them in position to um, to really be able to retool and refuel this roster. The worst thing that you well, not the worst thing, but something you can say afterwards that, that feels right in the moment but has been proven not to be true is that we'll be back. Um, it's something that, you know, you want to hear people being motivated, but go back to someone like Dan Marino, who was as prolific as they come early in his career, set passing yardage records in his, you know, er, the first couple of years of his, his career. And he never made it back to the Super Bowl after his second season. Um, despite being in many of people's opinions, one of the one, two, three greatest quarterbacks, um, in NFL history, he never did make it back. Uh, Mahomes obviously has shown that it is possible when you're in a certain position to build a dynasty, but for the Eagles. Um, look, they're talented enough. The GM, Howie Roseman, is impressive enough. They suffer a bit of a coaching loss. There's a bit of a brain drain at their coordinator positions who get head coaching opportunities. Their offense coordinator seems like he's gone, and the defensive coordinator could be out um, finding a, a head coaching opportunity as well. So there's some things that you have to overcome, but the roster is healthy. The core is young, um, and Jalen Hurts has, has shown that his ceiling that people thought might exist on his career, he's blown that. Um, completely into the sky and, and a, a phenomenal talent um, who has who has work ethic and football character that you can bank on going forward. Now, Laurie, you mentioned the word dynasty. When we talk about this Kansas City Chiefs side, when do we start talking about dynasties? For me, I think dynasties is three Super Bowls. I think two Super Bowls is a great run. I think once you get to three Super Bowls within that kind of period, I guess three Super Bowls within a decade, would we say, um, within a 10-year span would kind of be a dynasty. I think you think of, obviously, the New England Patriots, and before that, we're talking about the, the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. That You know, the, the Niners span the 80s and 90s from, uh, I mentioned Joe Montana into Steve Young, and the 90s was Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin, Deion Sanders coming on board. I think we're talking three Super Bowls. So... Look, the, the Chiefs, as I said, you can't, you don't just go, oh, we made it one year, it'll be easy to roll it back. You build each season anew, um, especially with a 53-man roster. You're going to have turnover. You're going to have roster churn. But I think uh, they're, they're well-equipped, and particularly with that 10-year contract that they have that they had uh, Patrick Mahomes locked into, it. the way financials work in the NFL, without getting into very boring numbers and decimal points, you can, with a 10-year deal, you can move money around into future years to give yourself the flexibility. That's what it's all about. It's giving yourself the financial and roster flexibility to add where you need to, to fill roster holes and, and question marks on your roster. It just gives you that move, movement uh, to be able to keep keep, keep refreshing that that lineup and uh, and making yourself a, a formidable force to make postseason runs. 
Speaking of roster, there's obviously been a number of Australians that have featured uh, at the Tarpon and Super Bowl. Um, are we expecting any more in the next season, over the off-season? Are we expecting anyone from the NRL, the AFL to go over and have another crack or have a crack? Ooh, I'm not sure about NFL and NRL and AFL. We will see. I mean, I think there's a bigger conversation around NRL and Rugby Union with the, uh, the Home World Cup in Australia um, <laughs> a few years down the track. Um, but what I can say is that scouts are looking in this area. Um, there are mm. scouts having a good look at New Zealand, Australia, in the Pacific Islands. They're looking for this talent. It's not fair to say, I mean, people will say, oh, they're looking for the next Jordan Mylata. I mean, Jordan Mylata is a phenomenal poster boy, a poster child, poster man, I should say, for the yeah. NFL's international efforts. See Daniel Farlele drafted to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Thomas Yasmin, uh, who was a schoolboy rugby star in Australia, uh, playing at one of the big, big colleges here. Um, he's over with the Utah Utes playing college football, had a really strong end to his season, caught about half a dozen touchdowns in the final half of their campaign, including one in their, uh, in their bowl game at the Rose Bowl. He's, I think, will go back to Utah for one more year and then I think could be a very interesting draft prospect. We're talking 6'4", 6'5", two, in their measurements, 250 pounds, runs a four, sub 4, five forty. So very, very athletic. Wow. Um, he was an outside back in rugby. There's a name to watch. But there are scouts looking. Uh, we also have three more players that have gone as part of this uh, the latest crop for the International Player Pathway Program, two Aussies and one one New Zealander uh, that have gone over to Florida as part of the next stage. If they progress through to the kind of uh, final four, five, six, the number um, is usually four uh, players that, that get allocated to a particular division, gets an extra international spot on their practice squad. So we could see more player representation there. But yeah, th- this is just the beginning we have academies here that have been part of this pipeline as well kind of athletic performance academies in australia that have players going over to play high school and college football but this is just the beginning the presence we have an nfl australia operation down here now that's obviously got eyes on new zealand as well um so yeah we are just at the early stages of this and having someone waving the banner like a mylata at a position like offensive line is, is a huge step Amazing insights, Laurie. Thank you so much for your time and talking Super Bowl with us. It's been great to chat once again. Always a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me.